listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily, Dean and Alan Cochran this morning. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I'm dry melting. <laughs> bit of sci-fi early in the show. Mm, nice. Bit of feedback. Lovely. Yes, so... Uh, We've got Sarah standing in this week as show assistant, and I've already instructed her. She's doing the social media. Oh, yeah. um, all of my photography, I need the instant filter <laughs> on the iPhone. Thank you. You're not using the Vaseline on the lens anymore? No. We've okay. got filters now, darling. I, uh, it's a bit cold in the studio this morning. I know there'll be people oh, listening to this on waste ground, but, um... <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> in the digital well, era. I, almost, I imagine within about 20 to 25 percent of our... <laughs> of our catchment. But, um, it is pretty cold in the studio. Yeah. Warming up. I must say. Um, I, um, now, I'm... What I really need now is a, is a representative of the fashion industry... Oh. oh, you there! <laughs> um, here's a thing. Oh, David Dimbleby. <laughs> how do you think? How do you think fashions um, come about? Do you think people sit in a room and say, "Let's create a trend," mm. or do you think they are accidental things? Well, um, that's I, a very interesting I, I question. Have a thanks, and I'm very glad you asked me it. Yes, there there are th- such things as cool hunters, which you may be familiar with, and that is essentially their job to go around and spot trends. Cool hunters. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I'm. I'm not surprised you're not familiar with them. Don't take that the wrong way. No, no, of course Ow, not. Ouchie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but fashion just you know it, everything is cyclical as well. So if you're, you are. Hang. So if you're wearing it now, it will essentially come round. I'll tell you why I asked this question. Come on. Um, because I, I I was in um, my bedroom the other day in a shirt, like a dress shirt, you'd call it. You know, collar cuffs. Kind of what a was on the bottom? Um, I had um, uh, trousers on. Okay. <laughs> and it was a bit cold in there, to be honest. So I was looking around for something else to put on, and uh, all I could see was another dress shirt. So I put that on, <laughs> on top of the shirt I was already wearing. <laughs> and you know what? I thought it looked pretty good. Really? Did you? Now, is this a look that already exists, or have I invented the two-shirt look? Two shirts. Um, I think we can say that's pretty much exclusively yours. Yeah, it looked. Um, <laughs> it was. I mean, there was a hint of uh, the Anton Dett look of the very, very tight jacket and the <laughs> tight shirt. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I'd never seen anyone with two actual dress shirts on, and it looked okay. Oh, I like the sound of it. Yeah, and I was thinking maybe you know it, this could be a thing you could wear to, and as as the inner one got dirty yeah. it could move and become the outer one then you could put a clean one at core good. so you always had a clean one close to your skin yeah good, good for going to like a big dinner if you think there's going to yeah. be a lot of splashback off the soup and you know whatever else i suppose that is an option as well i hadn't thought it's, of that yeah it's like wearing a coat you see you've got the yeah. protection yeah but it looked good i thought do you want me to have a word with i know people well, yeah see if we if i can generate um uh, what I did as well was, in an experiment, um, I also had... Um, Two pairs of trousers on. Well, I had a black shirt. I'd, actually, it was charcoal grey, but it looks, it's black to all intents and purposes. Look how specific you're being about colour. Well yeah. <laughs> by, by now, I was, I, was on a, I was on a roll, as it were. So I put that on, but with button cuffs. 
And then I put a lighter shirt on over it with the sleeves rolled up. And oh. I got that, you know, that sort of chimpanzee in a jacket <laughs> look. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got that. Um, which is a whole different... I think it's, it's, it's quite flexible, the whole uh, two shirts thing. Try it at home. If any of our listeners own two shirts... Yeah. Um, try, just try if, wearing if any, one. <laughs> any of them two shirts. Well, if they are mainly on waist ground. If we've got any members of the Lucky Club that own more than one shirt... Try them both on. <laughs> and you'll see. It's It's... Maybe that'd be a great way of spotting people who listen to the, the radio <laughs> show, the two-shirt yes. thing. We could be, they could be known as the two-shirters. Yeah, something I don't like about that either. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, oh, and I should say a, a big speak-out... To Olivia, who was speak out. I don't like the shout out. I do. I don't really shout. Um, so it's another fashion you've invented. The speak out. Well, the, why the do people send a shout out? Anyone on stage shouting, you need to worry about. Mm. I think anyone who comes on and says, "You having a good time?" <laughs> have nothing to say. <laughs> um, I so yeah. She was in um, Dublin the other night. Helped me out with my act a bit, and oh, I just sounds good. Say thank you to her. That was kind of her. I was pointing pointing out in Dublin that there's a. I, I knew an old Irish guy as a mate of mine, and um, when you, when you say mate, was that the Perno years? Uh, no, it was. <laughs> uh, it could have been. He slotted in neatly into that uh, era. And uh, I was about there's a certain type of older Irish man who, when he starts speaking, it sounds like a door opening. And I tried this in Dublin, and people seem to agree, so it must have, you know, it was authenticated by people who were at the source, as it were. Most of them were at the source for most of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what, so when he spoke, he went... Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, um... What oh, one I did the other day, by the way. Yeah. I, um, oh God, that's my spine. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it's my. Uh, did I tell you I've had a Gloria Estefan fitted? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's stainless steel. Nice I saw it right in the winter. Nice obscure 80s reference there. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, Google it. I didn't mm. get it. Um, she was. Uh, she's got she was an a aluminium accident. spine. I thought it was oh. a plane crash. No, no, it was coach. Anyway, she's, coach. she's fine. Anyway, if anyone's worried. Mm. Um, if we, we've got a hotline number, I think, for anyone who's... Uh-huh. Well, it's a cold line. No, she hurt herself badly. <laughs> she right? did, but she's fine. She's mm. bounced back. OK. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I did uh, I did an interview for Magic FM. Magic F. <laughs> That's How their, did that go? Uh, well, obviously, because they're owned by the same company as this, yes. it went brilliantly. <laughs> um, but the lady on Was it... Was it the breakfast show? It, well, it, well, it was a lady who does their showbiz interviews. Okay. Um, it was very nice. But um, how can I say this in a nice way? She's a bit of a chancer, is what I thought. So, well, that's a very uh, nice way. Well, no, well, this is where it went. She did a very nice interview, and then she said, um, would, you do, uh, would you introduce your favourite Christmas song? And I said, um, OK. So I said, well, here's my favourite Christmas song, blah, blah, blah. You didn't choose Bloodwind Pig, did you? No. <laughs> I actually went very, very route one and went Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Nice. Lovely. Mainly because I saw him do it live once, and live, it was actually brilliant. He, you know, yeah. gave, he gave it some. <laughs> Who'd have thought that? Yeah. He rocked it up. Mm. I've often thought he should do that with a frog chorus. If he did, like, a real heavy metal frog chorus <laughs> on stage, he could, he could rewrite that. <laughs> 
And then she said, oh, that's, fan- that's fantastic. Would, um, before you go, would you, would you play a game? There's a game I, we do on the show called Word Up, where you have to, we, I name a name, a word, and you have to try and say what it is. And I said, okay, I will have to go in a minute. She said, no, no, fine, do you want to do that? So the word was something like lollygogging, and I had to guess what it meant. I said, okay, that, that's fine. And then she said, um, would, you, um, would you do your favourite cracker joke as well, what, what I've got you? And I said, um, okay, but I will have to... So, so anyway, I did my favourite cracker joke, and then she went away, and then she came back into the studio, and she said, oh, honestly, she, this is serious. She said, you wouldn't put a penguin suit on, would you? <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Radio. Frank, we've had some missives in relating to your hair, actually. Mine hair? Farewell, my hair. Come on, everybody. Everybody at home. <laughs> You've had a small affair and now we it's had, over. We had a fine affair. Yes, well, I'm helping them out. We didn't actually have a fine affair. I hasten no, to No, I thought it was a bit of a storm in a teacup. <laughs> <laughs> Graham has tweeted us. He says, I very much like how Frank wears a side parting for Sky Arts Portrait Artist of the Year, but for no other gig. Yeah, it's a sort of a Phil Oakey thing I'm doing. Mm. Now, I can explain that. It's okay. only actually one episode of Sky Arts Portrait Artist oh, of the Year. Oh, is it? What happened is, while I was filming Doctor Who, I did that. And for Doctor Who, because we were supposed to be on the Orient Express in a sort of a deliberately retro... Mm-hmm. thing that then I had to have a oh that lovely train which I loved until they ruined it with monsters yeah well I had to have a par- I had to have a part in um like you might have in the 1920s mm-hmm. yeah but as I wore a cap for virtually the whole thing in the end it was all but I, I think my hair looks as bad on that episode of um of portrait show as as it ever looked do you yeah, yeah it's sort of I tell you it looks ribbed <laughs> <laughs> you know how John Coleshaw's hair looks like a herringbone jacket? What's going on yes. with his hair? <laughs> I think it is herringbone. I think that's what he opted for in the end. I think it's Okay, weaved. here's a question. If you had to have this to... I don't to... mean weaved, as in... No, girlfriend's no. got a weave. You just mean... No, no, I mean it, it looks um, like it's been made by Scottish women in a, in, a, in a cottage. Simon Cowell's hair or John Coleshaw's hair? Wait, which way are you going? I'd definitely Coleshaw's hair. I would be happy with... Jo- Simon Cowell's hair uh, is a... Is a <laughs> I, I, I just... I, that is someone <laughs> saying, I'm so rich, I can do what I like. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite sort of straight action man type hair, isn't it, his? Isn't it quite Frank calls it like black that? shredded wheat. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not good. Um, actually, speaking... I, I mentioned the phrase there, storm in a teacup, which reminded me of something. I went to a Christmas fair um, recently, and obviously recently, and uh, it was really raining very, very mm. heavily. And... Uh, but... I, I was with Kath and and and, uh, and Boz. Uh, Boz is our uh, two and a half year old, um, and she and and Kath said you've got to take him on a ride. Now we're here, so they had those things with the big, you know, the big teacups yes. that you sit on. So we went on one of those, and we were the only people on it because it was the weather was so mm. bad. And I never used the storm in a teacup joke. You never. Oh, oh. I mean, I, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, <laughs> oh my god, oh. what what's happened to me? But we were on it, so just me and him sitting there, both sort of frozen and wet. And you know the guy, what they do, they sort of push the handle of the cup and make it spin a bit. He said, shall I, you know, give it a few spins? I said, well, I don't know, I don't know if you'll like it much. So he gave it just a couple of gentle spins. 
and I started to feel real motion sickness. Oh. I mean, in the cup and saucer. Oh, no. <laughs> What's it going to be like when I'm at Alton Towers with him when he's 14? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to, I'll just die. Time. I will die on the corkscrew. Don't go in the ghost train. And I said to the, I actually said to the bloke, I, I think, I think that's enough for him, actually. And by oh. now, my head was swimming. <laughs> he looked fine. I mean, can you imagine if I'd been sick in the teacup? I, I suspect you were still reeling over missing the storm in the teacup, Joe. Yeah. Well, he was, he was actually <laughs> reeling from that. Yeah. No, I, well, I didn't know that at that stage, right. but it was... Oh. What are you going to do when you've got to go on the Incredible Hulk ride at oh, Universal Studios? I just, I, oh. I, I just can't do that. I've never been able to do those rides. It's not an age thing. I hated them when I was a teenager. Well, they didn't exist, obviously, when I was a teenager. I don't like it. We just used to get a go in somebody's Spitfire. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I, I don't know what to do. Maybe someone can suggest Just don't do them. They're very common rides. Medication. <laughs> very common. They are. Okay, on. thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was taken out for um, my uh, Christmas lunch by my manager. Nice. Oh, lovely. Sweet, lovely. What and we went. What did I have? Yeah. I had, um... Did he take you somewhere nice? He did. It wasn't a Christmas lunch per se. Oh, no, no, it wasn't oh. a Christmas. But, and don't call me per se. I told you that's my stage. <laughs> oh. Um, but I, um... <laughs> as we... I, I tell you what, I always get on well with the cloakroom lady at these posh restaurants. Oh, yeah. They always seem like they're, they're from the real world. They're like the, the last... The last little trace yeah. of the real world before you get into the, the inner sanctum where everyone is, you know. They've seen it all other. as well. Everyone is hoity toity, yeah. So, uh, and, and so, um, I, she, and also, you know, you trust them. You have to give a lot, it's a lot of trust to give someone a garment yeah. of yeah. someone you've never met before. Yeah. And then, so I associate them with trust and I associate them with warmth when you're leaving. They mm -hmm. put a nice warm coat on you. Okay, oh, it's yours. If you leave a tip. Do you leave a tip? Oh, I always leave a tip. Yes. Me too. Um, anyway, so I was um, leaving the restaurant, so I was I was I was gathering my cloak, as it were. Of course you were. And then uh, I I saw um, a lovely lady coming in, <laughs> a very lovely lady, oh. and um, I'm not sure I like you should see the look on Alan's face right now. And I th <laughs> and I thought to myself, that's Naomi Campbell, isn't it? Shut up. Yes, it was. It was Naomi Campbell. Do you know she had two shirts on? <laughs> she didn't leave. That's how quick. That's how quick it's caught on. It's already great. over. Yeah, it's already so over. It was over That's when you played I, when the last I, song. When I was umpiring in LA, I used to say that. Mm. <laughs> Go on, so tell me about um, um, Naomi. So um, Naomi appeared, and she's... Um, I mean, she's a she's a, a a a bit of a Bobby Dazzler. She's quite something in the flesh, isn't she? She is. I've yes. had the pleasure. So, I haven't. No. Um, I had one strange incident with her at the Brits some years ago. Um, but anyway, she um, she walked in and the with with some uh, some bloke who I didn't recognise uh, turned out to be um, Paul Coyer, the former <laughs> TV. No, it wasn't him. <laughs> And uh, she walked in, and uh, the the wardrobe lady went, "Oh, hello!" She just completely. You mean coach? Oh, yeah. You've worked in TV so long, you call everyone the wardrobe lady. Well, yeah, the, the yeah the the cloakroom lady. Oh. She's, she's a really she bright and hello. She's so 
Oh, oh it was no, horrible. Didn't. I couldn't. It was like watching a car accident. Oh, no. I really went, oh. And I looked at this girl, and she looked back at me and gave me this little plan- plaintive oh. smile. I could have hogged her, but oh, not in the current it. climate, of course. No. Um, <laughs> you can't risk that now. No. But um, it was, oh. And I, I wanted to say, ah, excuse that? me. Excuse me, maybe you didn't hear. Maybe, no, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she's deaf. But I don't think I so. Oh, well, when I met her at Djokovic's dinner, um, she was lovely. Well, look, you're in fashion. You've got to say she's lovely. <laughs> I'm saying to this. <laughs> if you imagine a seesaw and on one side of it is, is beauty, mm. and, and she certainly has that. She does. On the other side of it is politeness. Uh. I just want the politeness to be at least the same weight, if not a little bit heavier. Well, that'd be good. And if you're listening, Naomi, come on, go back there and say sorry. I mean it. Messias Amsa, who's this guy think he is? Uh? <laughs> yeah, me, 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 me. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8 a.m. on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. I tell you what I, I did have. I was at. Uh, I, I had course to fly this week, and I was at an airport, and I got... Metal Bird and Sky? I got, yes, I got one of my, uh, one of my problem people. Do you know the, you know the queue malingerer? Oh, yeah. The people who are in a queue, and they don't, they're not focused. Mm, hate them. One of the rare things about a queue is one of the few occasions you are with strangers, and you're all of a real common purpose, all focused, you're all going forward, you know what you want. Mm. And you get those people who are like looking backwards. The, the queue has moved, like there's a gap formed because the queue's moved. They haven't yeah. moved with it, and they're in front of you. And you're thinking, "No, oh, I really want to be with the queue. I don't want to be held back by someone who isn't committed." <laughs> I had one of those. It's it's the most. Oh, do you mind I, queuing though, Frank? I like queuing. Oh right, that's where you and I differ. No, I like <laughs> I like the fact that uh, I feel like one of those occasions. One, you know, you feel like you're all on the same hymn sheet. Mm. And then you get the person who's neither hither nor thither in the queue. <laughs> and I'll tell you something else, because I had a bit of airport time. I've now um, decided that every time I'm at an airport now, I'm going to read a book. Len Dayton? Any, any book. Okay. I just, so many people, I know this sounds like a gripe from about eight years ago, but so many people were on their mobile phones. Uh-huh. I was really proud of the fact that I had a paperback book. You had an actual book? Yes. Oh, excellent. Good. I really thought, can we just spread this a bit more? Mm. Yeah. I'd, I would be more sympathetic, and I feel empathetic, towards somebody reading Mein Kampf at an airport <laughs> <laughs> than someone reading their iPhone. <laughs> yeah. I just think... Oh, no. What book was it, though? It wasn't your autobiography. How embarrassing. No, it wasn't my autobiography. It was Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) (laughs) It's my hairdresser's autobiography. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was... um, Well, it's a thing called Engine Summer. You'd hate it, uh, Emily. It's it's a sort of a... Why? It's a dystopian novel. Oh, I love a dystopia. Oh, do you? Au contraire. Oh, I okay. love a dystopia, me. Oh, I didn't realise that. Do you like a dystopian novel? <laughs> Text in 8, 12, 15. Oh, What's your favourite? Come on, really favourite like dystopian that. novels. <laughs> Kick it out. 
this will be Big my readout. favourite text if this takes off. I oh, reckon we'll get some. I bet yeah, we've sure. got a lot of readers I'm going to go Memoirs of a Survivor, Doris Lessing. Never read that. No, I was in it actually. So, oh, yeah. But more is less thing. That's what I always say. <laughs> very good. Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> this is by a bloke called John Crowley. I'd really, 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 really recommend it. It's a life changer. Even though you haven't got to the end. I tell you what, is no, a dystopian novel, Frank? Uh, Dare the Triffids. Oh yeah. yeah. To a degree. Aren't you? Weren't you? Do you? Might be coming up in it. Yeah, it's oh, on wow. BBC Four actually at the moment. If you'd like to catch <coughs> Emily Dean, how exciting! I'm in it next David week. Triffitt. I don't know what day of the week really? it is. Just um, no, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, <laughs> I'm not very good. I won't lie. That is, you're a child. I know, but you've got to keep up standards. And I'm afraid I'm not very good. I tr I was trying out a West Country accent, and then halfway through, I just give up. You can't do that. You've got to be consistent with I that. I've known no. people from the West Country who've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad about it. You know Joe Haley Hosmond. Who's that bloke? What's he called? Oh, Who's Six that? Sense. Haley yeah. something. Haley Mills Hosmond. Donny. Yeah. Yeah. You him. know, I, I see dead people. Yeah. I yeah. Don't, I, I see know. dead people. I just don't see him anymore. <laughs> Extraordinary turn of events. Mm. Your what's your favourite dystopian novel texting has taken off. And I told you that's the I kind know. of people we've got. I out love there. our readers; they're so smart. <laughs> Alan, have you got any? Uh, there's a text from two seven nine. Um, ironically, it's from Emily, London. Um, Lovely, I, charming doing, girl. She sounds nice, doesn't she? I'm doing my A2 English Lit coursework on dystopian literature. Oh. A Clockwork Orange, 1984, and a Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Banging novels, she says. <laughs> <laughs> That's, the text then goes from sort of Radio 4 back to commercial radio, doesn't it? Banging! Yeah, Brilliant. it's a big, big readout <laughs> yeah, for those yeah. novels. <laughs> I haven't tried The Handmaid's Tale, but maybe I will on the strength oh, of that text. Good. It's excellent. Yeah. Does 1984 count? Oh, God, does it ever? Does it ever? Not my <laughs> words, but the words of one of our readers, MK okay. Knight. MK Knight? Yeah. Didn't he play for um, England in the one day as in 1983? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, can I just say how thrilled I am this has taken off? Yeah. Jane in Shropshire says my. Oh, we've already done that one, haven't we? Oh, have we? My current favourite dystopian <laughs> novel is Angel Maker. It's extraordinary. Angel Maker? I don't know that one. Me neither. Alan Cochran, me neither. Oh, look, uh, not. <laughs> I don't. Right, me well. neither would be, wouldn't be a bad T-shirt slogan. <laughs> That's his tour name. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my it's God, that was lit. embarrassing. Oh, Talk sorry. about embarrassing. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Did you? That's his tour Hold on, I'm doing the double hand wave that women do. <laughs> it's called... Oh, that's good. <laughs> Phew. It's called Alan Cochran, colon... Me neither. Look, I knew that. I just deliberately embarrassed myself. It's so cold in here. I just wanted to get some heat from somewhere. Now I'm oh, able to good. warm my hands on my own face. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting warmth off that. Mm. We've had a lovely uh, sighting of you in in 2003. Okay. Oh yeah. These texts take to took a while to come through. Yeah, it's to do with your up. resemblance to Graham Norton. Oh, okay. Um, in 1983. And this child, well, they were 14 at the time. I'd like to know when the first time Frank was mistaken for Graham Norton. I remember going to watch Paul McCartney in Liverpool in 2003. Oh, yes, Albert Dock. I was at that gig. I'm not familiar with him. Um, and Frank was wearing a ghastly shirt 
And well, I'll explain. Can we come back to this story okay. actually after after the news? Should we park it at Ghastly Shirt? Yes, I, do, let's park it at Ghastly Shirt. I was, <laughs> I was only wearing one at the time. <laughs> Things would be different now, of course. <laughs> but yes, I have a, I have an explanation. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from eight on Absolute Radio. We were mid mid topic. Yeah, I think. Um, but before we do that, I should point out that this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I'm going to cough. Beautifully so done. can you well, make okay, a cough. Don't do it into the mic. Yeah, we can carry on talking doing that. Oh, um, that's hot. At the top okay. of the hour, we should just say we have got a uh, text in running. You sound a long on, way away. On 8.12.15. That's better. We have got a text in running. Um, which is, uh, what's your favourite dystopian novel? Yes. Um, we're getting some goodies in. We're getting some goodies, yeah. I'm yes. making a note of all the ones I haven't read. That's the kind of uh, character I am. Uh, I love a bit of H.G. Wells, Frank, as we've well. We've had an update from Jane oh, in Shropshire, who's texted dystopian Jane in Shropshire again, which I think is a great <laughs> handle. <laughs> dystopian <laughs> Jane in Shropshire. Um, it's like <laughs> offended of Tunbridge Wells or something, isn't it? Dystopian Jane. <laughs> my, my husband is saying don't waste your time with The Handmaid's Tale. He'll never get back the time he spent reading it on my recommendation. I still believe it's a classic. That's oh, a bit of a domestic dispute on mm. The Handmaid's Tale. I'd then, love it if they got divorced over a dystopian novel. <laughs> I would I, love it well, if they got divorced. Got, people have got divorced over lesser things than that, I would have thought. 879, I think this will be up your straws, Frank. Uh, morning, Frank, Emily and Co. I'm, I'm assuming that's me. Um, yeah, Co. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a shame. No, Sebastian coasted him for you last week. Oh, did he? Go yeah, on. Oh, he's still going on yeah. about the Olympics. Oh, we had a good one. <laughs> I said, all right, you did well, but, you know. <laughs> what's next, I said? Uh, morning, Frank, Emily and Co. On dystopian novels, can we include Russian ones? My favourite oh, yeah. is Zamyatin's Wee. Zam- Zamyatin's Wee. Oh, no, no, Wii? they've gone rude with it. No. <laughs> Zamyatin's Wee. That's not W-E, just a single E, not... Not like one oh, of those okay. game Wee things. No, I don't know that one. Yeah, but I... How are you spelling Zamyatin? No, it's all right, I'll ask you after. I think we're already losing people in their droves, but you know what, we're keeping good people. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I think we should move swiftly on to a slightly more people-pleasing anecdote. Okay, but there'll be more, there'll be more dystopian tips as the show progresses. don't get me wrong, I love a dystopian novel. I want us to define what we think a dystopian novel is. Well, I think of it as, um, as as the sort of, um, the opposite side of the kind to the utopian novel, so it's it's where a world's gone wrong. Uh Uh-huh. Like yeah. The Road. That's you know, how I'd describe it. What, yes, I know the Road. The Road yeah. by, um... Cormac McCarthy. Cormac, yeah, that's Cormac. a dark and frightening, terrifying, upsetting thing. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> this morning on Absolute Radio... That's the, that'll be the trailer. That'll be the trailer, and, they'll, and they'll, <laughs> they'll twist it on me, and they'll say, like, Christy O'Connell's <laughs> Breakfast Show. That's a dark <laughs> and terrible... And, I, and people will think that I actually said that. Wrong. <laughs> Sorry, we, um, yes, I think we're still in Albert Dock. Yes, so we're in oh, Albert yes. Dock. You have, there's a 14-year-old listener there, slash mm. reader. Um, 
you were there. I'm wearing a terrible shirt. You're wearing a ghastly shirt. I got a lot of stick on the night. It was one of these nights where you could text the stage and your text would appear in a big screen on the massive screen. Oh, don't say you did that. No, I didn't do that. I don't think I had a mobile at the time. That seems amazing to me that that happened in 2003. I would have thought that was a much more Well, they were quite expensive then. Oh, there you see. Wow. And there was lots of stuff about what a terrible shirt I was wearing. I was actually wearing a shirt with (laughs) the Beatles on it. Oh, <coughs> nice. Which I thought was a very, obviously, a very apt What, thing. to a Paul McCartney gig? Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Well, I couldn't, get, I couldn't get a wings. <laughs> um, no, but don't bring up yet. the past. Let it go. Yeah, well, of course, he didn't bring up the past <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> all new stuff. Let it be. He went off stage and the audience started, started singing Macca's Coming Home. Did oh. I remember. And I stood up and I sort of you addressed didn't. the crowd because I was on a raised, slightly raised You addressed the crowd? And I said, yeah, this is a proper song, McCartney. Follow that. And he came out and did Hey Jude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds terribly arrogant, Frank. Yeah, well, I, you know, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I had a lot, of, a lot more swagger in those days. <laughs> <laughs> I've been broken down. I am a dystopian entertainer. <laughs> and um, right on cue. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I think it's been four links we've been on this one email. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Is this the one about your visit to the Paul McCartney? We're still at the Albert Dock. We're still Evenings Frank's at the Paul McCartney gig. Evenings and uh, mornings. Actually, we've had, a, do we've had an email in saying McCartney gig. Uh, it was King's Dock, not Albert Dock. <gasps> Hashtag oh. pedantic but accurate. Okay. I would have sworn it was Albert Dock. Okay. Can he look again? <laughs> <laughs> well, what about when you said that earlier this morning? Yeah, oh, and who was know. right? You were right. Frank. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> he was looking for a CD. Frank still likes CDs. Um, I like a CD because when you when you're bored with them, they make a nice coaster. Yeah. Can you do that with an MP3? No. <laughs> Charlie, who's producing the show, came over and said, uh, "I don't think that CD's there." And Frank said, "What did you say, Frank?" Well, I don't know why you bring this up on air. <laughs> I you said, said, might it be a case of you not looking thoroughly enough? Oh. And Emily said, oh, it better be there now. But you betcha it was. <laughs> but Charlie fessed up, and I love her for that. Yeah. She did that thing they do in basketball and just hold your hand up and say, yes, it was a foul. She did. I'd never have done that. No, now, I know that. Listen, so we're in Liverpool. We're at the Paul McCartney gig. You've got a terrible shirt on. You have rather mortifyingly, it emerges, taken to the stage and said, Mac <laughs> Well, I wasn't on the something. stage. I was just, I was on the right yeah, seat in. You addressed so. the people. I'll tell you what happened, what was beautiful that night. What does this say about the people of Liverpool? Is I didn't realise it was, me or Kath didn't realise it was an outdoor gig oh. until we got there. So I just had this short sleeve beetle shirt on. She had like a, I think she had spaghetti straps, if I remember rightly. <laughs> oh. And it was, it got cold. Dinner all down and, the we, shirt, yeah. and, um, and a couple of um, scousers further down, right down the other bottom well, of they ten, be 20 coats. rows away, they passed us a couple of fleeces, a couple of spare fleeces for us to put on. We put them on and then passed them back down after. That's hey? so nice. Excellent. This was during the war, you see, when. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, know it wasn't. I like out. that that's your, yeah, uh, that's your pipes of peace moment. It was, yeah. Anyway. Fleeces of peace. Pipes of fleece. Frank, I've got to finish sorry, this email. It's taken the whole show. You're right. <laughs> so, you're wearing a ghastly shirt, sat to the left of the stage. Mm. Well, except when you're getting up on the stage trying to steal Paul McCartney's thunder. 
Um, Frank, this gets worse, stood up and danced yes. before Sir Paul came on. <laughs> I mean, before he came on, can you believe it? Frank, it's awful. And mainly was just enjoying himself. Yes, I was. That's volume four of your autobiography series. Yeah, well, it's been a... Yeah, the enjoying myself years. I was with my mum... What happened to those? ...and her friends, oh, me yeah. being only 14 at the time. I shouted out, look, mum, it's that Graham Norton. And a fair few people around us also turned to have a look at the Chacho host. Yes. I mean, this was 1983 when, you know, they were... No, it was two, <laughs> 2003. When was it? 2003. Yeah, but oh, that yes, all merges into one But even it. so, there were less liberal times. To be identified as Graham Norton in a working-class city, I could have been ripped to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in a fleece. Oh, no, Hope yeah. I didn't start this look-alike. Sorry if I have. I was only 14 at the time. Insert praise here. Yes. There you well, go. Maybe you did start the, Graham, the whole Graham Norton thing. I suspect it was God when he gave me this That's face. That's 811, Frank. <laughs> Lovely to hear from you, 811. Still think it was Albert Dock. You can't say to people that work on the show, is that a spot on your nose or pen? Why? It's just rude. You just I said it to people, Sarah. I think people need to be told. It turned out well because it was pen. But yeah, but I'd, been... I'd want someone to tell me. She ran mm. out of the studio. Mm. When I worked in a factory... And then you said you take, you're just disappearing without a buy your leave. When I worked in a, in, a, in a factory when I was a young man, this guy said to me, can you take this um, blueprint up to uh, Dave in the dye shop? And he never asked me to do anything like that. <laughs> so I went up, I had to go through the offices and stuff. And I got up, and Dave said, what's this for? This is, uh, why sent this? And I said, because we didn't have phones. So um, I went back and I said, Dave, he was really laughing. He said, sorry, he said, you got a big bogey on your nose. I just wanted everybody to see it. <laughs> so it's the opposite of that. <laughs> anyway, let's do a couple of dystopians and then we'll get on. Dystopians. Uh, well, actually, first we've got some uh, any other business before okay. we move on to the dystopians. Uh, I've had further contact about the McCartney gig. To watch a gig <laughs> in Albert Dock, you would be beneath 50 feet of water, hence the acoustics <laughs> would be terrible. Yeah, did, didn't I mention that? <laughs> it was great. When he did Octopus's Garden, we all went. <laughs> oh, and the frog chorus went great. That oh, time. yeah, well, we had to go up. To, we just went up to lily pad level <laughs> for that. I like requesting that on the elevator. Um, okay, so 694, Frank, mm. says, Morning, guys. Can I just say, I like the fusion of guys with the dystopian novel. Yes. Morning, guys, I really like Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Ah, oh, Dick. Guy, yes. Philip K. Philip Dick. K. Dick, Which yes. became Blade Runner, because ba Blade Runner correct. is based on it. Yeah. Yeah, very fine. Hi, Frank and friends. Have you read Flowers for Algernon? Disturbing and brilliant. Oh, it has a place in my favourite section of my book cabinet. I think I have read that. I'll tell you what I like. Canticle for Leibovitz. Recommend that. Sorry anyway, we better that. move on. We're just about to switch off, just about to switch off. Let's talk about James Bond. <laughs> oh, no, <just> leave it. <laughs> leave it, uh, Karen. We'll never listen to this bit. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> So Black Country, I love it. That's my new show, That's So Black Country. Oh, I'd like to watch that. Oh, would you? I star in it. Uh, oh, yeah, the James Bond film. Now, can I say the auspices are looking good? Because it's, um, it's the I, one who... Can you say that? They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the one who did... Are in the background on the photo? Yeah, I wonder where that steam was coming from. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one who did the, uh, the Skyfall one, which I really liked. Oh, Sam Mendes, Mendes, middle yes. class one, yeah, yes. I love that. <laughs> middle class one. <laughs> um... 
He was married to lovely Kate, of he course. He was, Loads yeah. of working-class mm. film directors doing Bond films <laughs> in the, the middle class. I can't forgive him for breaking Kate's heart. <laughs> well, he said, Sam Mendes, yeah. he said it would have a little bit more mischief. What, his next relationship? No, the oh. film, and I, you know what? What I does do, he mean by that? I just hope it's, it's not a euphemism for sexy times. Uh, I hate like sex in films, don't well, you? James Bond has never been short of that kind of thing. But you're right, I don't like that in films at all. It's kissing, all, I oh, hate in I films. Oh, I hate kissing. Kissing. So yeah. noisy. <laughs> the noises, Frank. Makes me, honestly, I've sat watching kissing in a big cinema with people, with me suddenly going... <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I hate, Frank? When they do the sexy scenes, and there's so many legs and backs, mm. and I don't like the sheet over the ladies... No. Um, la-las. No. And the sheet over the gentleman's excuse me as no, well. No, no, it's all, oh it's all stopped there, of course. <laughs> you <laughs> guys <laughs> are such prudes. I love these scenes. Do you? I hate those scenes. Why do we never... Have, have they ever added anything to a... No. No. You don't show people on the toilet. Don't show them doing that. No. Oh, okay, that, that goes that script. I've just come up with... <laughs> oh, dear, what a letdown. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're talking about James Bond this morning on Absolute Radio, but can I just say, John, who says Brave New World, the giant on whose shoulders 1984 is written, yes, I agree with you. Mm, that is uh, very fine. Um, True enough. So, Skyfall, that's not, been and gone. It's not called Skyfall this time. Is no, it? what's oh, it called now? They're changing the names on them now. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been an interesting development. Why don't they like just call it Skyfall James 2. Bond 22 or whatever <laughs> it is? Just, now, they just did that, it'd be brilliant. Now that's it? what I call James Bond. That's what they <laughs> yeah. should call it. Yeah. Much better. Exactly, number 20, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, what is it called, Al? Uh, Spectre. Phil Spectre. I mean, I don't want to be a Spectre. Bit awkward, a bit orcs. Yeah, yeah that would have been he won't be in that it. would have been a terrible typo, wouldn't it? If it oh. <laughs> put on Spectre. Yeah, license to oh. <laughs> I like Frank's revelation that he won't be in it. Oh, no, he won't. No. I don't I don't know that for a fact. Okay. Spoilers. No. Um What's the song? Who will get the song, do you think? Who's current? Oh yeah, that's a great guess. Uh, Who's lined up for the song? Well, can I be honest? See, Not I one think... direct you're thinking no, one direct. Robin Williams might have a shot at it. No, no we... listen. Rita Rita Ora. No. <laughs> we should at least call her. <laughs> yeah. What about Beyonce? Um, oh. How would hers go, Frank? Come Leonard on. Cohen. <laughs> Leonard Cohen's in the running, isn't he? <laughs> no. It would be so, it'd be so like, I, I'm <laughs> Inspector. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not an inspector, <laughs> I'm inspector. <laughs> and when she arrives, I'll inspect her. <laughs> I may not, that could just be conjecture. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <gasps> yeah, then it has to go. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I know how it has to go. They all have that. Yeah. Yes. Um, or maybe, no, you know what they'll do? know what they'll do frank it's this whole lily allen kate nash it's the girl oh, with the yeah. wispy voice john lewis had it's that isn't lily it lily allen would be a good call feet someone it'll be someone feet someone won't it maybe oh, yeah. yeah maybe it'd be someone feet. calvin harris feet lily allen or something like that yeah. i heard that <laughs> she just said get off and move to another table yeah. i've had that in three well, right, too. Uh, I, anyway can i on. tell you it's a bit of a big i was offered uh, blowfelt Oh, yeah. By who? But, you know, it's a cat allergy. <laughs> Can't do it. 
Don't say things like that. Okay, on the no, I wasn't. Show. Well, they're being very secretive about it, aren't they? Yeah, incredibly secretive. Which yeah. always, I, I must admit, does get me a bit. They have a press conference and they yeah. say things like, "So, what is your character, Inspector?" No, not allowed <laughs> to say that. Can't tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, is he? Is he a good? guy? I never said he was a bad guy. It's all like that. Yeah. I feel like if I was in the press court and I'd say, "Look, you brought it up." film. <laughs> <laughs> you started all Do you know what I mean? I, I didn't. You brought it up, and now when we ask yeah. you about it, you don't want to talk about it. Well, why bring it do. up? I had stuff to do today. Why not you just keep, keep it to yourself? <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. Got, um, got it Christmas make... trees to put up. You yeah, can't call people in one place <laughs> to say you don't want to talk about it. Exactly. make any sense at all. I, you know, we're doing this new, really, what's it like? Well, I'm doing, mind your own business. <laughs> Rubbish. Skinner. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. We've had some lovely little ideas for who could sing the next Bond theme. Oh, okay. Stu has suggested Tinchy Strider featuring Feet Michael Burke. Oh, that'd be good. (laughs) Ah, cashing. Someone else has suggested Sam Smith Feet... Uh, Emily on backing vocals. Oh, can I fess up now? Sam Smith doing it. And this is no disrespect to Sam Smith, but I don't know who that is. How embarrassing. He has got a very everyday name, to be fair yes. to him. It's not uh, like well, he's I've, I've but... already established his gender with the next thing that was said. He's, uh, yeah, he's big on the hit parade. Is he? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I feel I've let you down. Rico has suggested Harry Belafonte. Ah. Uh-huh. Which is a great idea. Yeah, I'll be happy with that. Nice. Long time ago in Bethlehem, <laughs> so the Holy Bible say. <laughs> Carl has suggested. Just... Underneath the mango tree. <laughs> no, 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 right? no, 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 no. It's not, it's okay, really sorry, not. everyone. Okay, pretend <laughs> that didn't happen. Let's right. pretend that. Let's Thank God that it's not live. Never happened. <laughs> hey, what you what? And let's <laughs> move on to Carl, who suggested Emily Sandow would be my guess, uh, which is a good, th- that, is a good that suggestion. She, I would say, is very much Bond tune material. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But Bond himself, old Daniel Craig, he caused a little bit of a brouhaha, didn't he? Turned Did he? Up, um, apparently yes. he got... He, according to some, he got the dress code wrong. I couldn't see what was wrong. Oh, yes. Well, I have a lot to say about this. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> my, my theory. He wore, in case you didn't see, he wore a shirt and tie... No, he didn't have a tie. I he think he did have, have a tie. tie. I no, thought he, he had a tie. He did All the have a tie. Were saying he didn't have a tie. You, right? know, you know nothing. Tie. Well, what was there? What was that you dark thing under his white shirt collar? Doesn't matter. Well, it's not up to us to investigate. Doesn't matter. Do you think? Oh, it's a Higgs boson. <laughs> <laughs> Higgs bow tie. <laughs> you can't go up to men and say, "What's that dark thing under you?" It's rude. No, right, I, I honestly um, think he did wear a tie. Anyway, he, he wore a round necked jumper, didn't he, with the shirt? A crew neck, I think you'll I'm, find. We'll, it's we'll call it a crew neck. Oh, <laughs> um, we will, because that's what it's called. Some people. <laughs> I like to think it's because his cleaner didn't turn up this week and let him down. Yeah, regular so readers will be aware that, uh, Frank, what was the story about the cleaner? Well, so, um, he stole your she cleaner. used to clean for Rachel Vice, and when Rachel Vice um, fell in love and moved in with Daniel Craig, she decided that it would be a lot harder to keep the house tidy. He must be an absolute <laughs> slovenly character around the house. <laughs> so she gave um, my cleaner extra hours, which she took from me. So she said, I'm going to have to leave you. I'm, I'm going to work for Daniel and Rachel. So he took my cleaner. We're, like, we're not allowed to name the cleaner, obviously. Where was she from, may I ask? She was from Eastern Europe. OK. Um, and I'm just trying to imagine the conversation they would have had, because maybe it's her fault that he's turned up in these clothes. Well, that's mm. what I'm saying. Maybe she's had a week off impromptu. 
Well, maybe she put well, the suit. Where is she this week? I'm gonna have to wear that stupid round neck jumper. Well, she could have put the suit. I put Blue Prada uh, suit in the washing machine. Hang on, are you allowed to do that? Yes, I am. Because I'm. <laughs> well, why are you allowed to do that? And I can't <laughs> be underneath the mango tree. I don't make the rules. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, anyway, everyone was wrong that was criticising his outfit. Oh well, no, no, I'll do. I'm gonna. Can I? I have to play some music now. Okay. If you're going to make a big fashion <laughs> statement, I mean, I, I think we need uh, we need a break. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We uh, are running two separate texts in to uh, appeal to the masses today, aren't we? Yeah. We've got um, what's your favourite dystopian novel? Yeah. And we've got who should be singing the next. James Bond song. <laughs> and it's confusing so, sometimes. So we've yes. really thrown it out there. We're catering, you know, high and lowbrow, I think. Yeah. Um, how about Ray Parker Jr. for the Bond song? Spectre can be his follow-up to Ghostbusters from Wayne in Hill. See, I thought we? someone was suggesting him for dystopian novel. This is what's confusing. <laughs> well, Please I, clarify I, which of the texts did I was once in a, in a club where they played um, Ghostbusters. I'd never heard it on a big sound system. That, must have, really been a, that must have been a good club. I'll tell you something... <laughs> Playing so, Ghostbusters in the club. Yeah, but that's the kind of clubs I go to. Was it Flares? But in, it was um, brilliant. Birmingham. They, they know. <laughs> when they blast, it'd be too late. It'd be too modern Frank, for a isn't Flares. Isn't there a club called Flares in Birmingham? There is. Well, there was. Frank Starr is right by Flares. Oh, excellent. <laughs> anyway, it's excellent. excellent. When, it's, when it's cranked up loud, Ghostbusters, it sounds absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. And, and when they followed mean it. it up with Axel F, what did you think of that? Were you enjoying that? Too? I don't know what, I'm that, just don't know what that means. Is that by Sam Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Axel F by Sam Smith was You know what I can't get out of my head, Al? It's the idea of Frank in Flair's nightclub and Ghostbusters comes on and he goes, Crank this up! You get the brass hitting you in the stomach and then a little lower, a little deeper in the abdomen... <laughs> Brilliant. Did you run onto the dance floor? Did you? Run onto it? I ran onto it like spilt wine. <laughs> Did I tell you when I cried at Ghostbusters? The film or the song? The song. I was in the car. Might have been a heavy weekend. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a long time ago. And I just. And the think... car was upside down and on fire. <laughs> But it's a, it's a really tragic bit in it where he says, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. And then there's a musical bit, which yeah. I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh -huh. And then he says, I hear he likes the girls. And I found that really depressing. Uh, because yeah. I don't think the ghosts would have a chance with the girls. No, exactly. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know, Patrick Swayze, did he, he did all right. He moved that. Um, yeah, that's true. He moved that. Um, now, is Dave box? Hill, <laughs> would you say Dave Hill is favourite dystopian novel or maybe singer of Bob theme? Dave Hill from Slade. Yeah. Uh, no, that'll be Bond theme. Okay. Um, 555 has texted, Mr. Happy Roger Hargreaves makes me very depressed. <laughs> I think that's a suggestion for dystopia. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I don't, I don't think Mr. Happy's going to get the Bond theme. No. no. Oh, talking of Bond, so I was telling you... Oh, yes. ...telling you why everyone was wrong. Everyone was wrong about Daniel Craig. Okay. okay. People were saying, oh, I believe someone tweeted, oh, drunk supply teacher... Was what somebody said, and oh, they said no, it looked a bit Christmas jumper. They were very rude. I Didn't thought that was. I, look, there's so much product placement in the Bond films. Yeah. I'm reckon he got a backhander from River Island. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you what it actually was? You could yes. do, but we have to go to the news. Oh. Oh. I love this. <laughs> so this is one thing I love. It's fashion suspense. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8 a.m. on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the Southeast on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Yeah, we've got two text ins running at the moment, haven't we? Uh, yes. What's your favourite dystopian novel <laughs> and who should be doing the, um, the yes. Bond song? Someone suggested Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Linda has suggested for uh, a dystopian. dystopian. Oh. I quite like that. I've never read Charlie and the Chocolate oh, Factory. That's good. That's I've good. never it seen the good. film, I've never seen the musical. Really? Well, there's a whole world out there for you. There to is, enjoy. yeah. You can enjoy it. It's a dystopian. Yeah, so if you... What's your favourite? What, I tell what, you what, what if you work in the fashion industry, anything set in a chocolate factory is a dystopian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm hoping is that um, people sending in their favourites will mean people will think, oh, I'm, I might get that Christmas coming up. Yeah. And there's going to be well, bookshops... I've been, I've been writing them down as we've been yeah. going along. Yeah, there'll be bookshops across England where people say, I don't know, what, we've had a real rush on the dystopian <laughs> yeah. novel. I've suggested uh, Utopia by Thomas More to Alan already this morning. But yeah. that... It surely cannot be a dystopian novel because it's a utopian novel. No, exactly. Right? No, but it's good to get that reading in so that we can... Yeah. Wait, let's not lose any more listeners. No, exactly. <laughs> We're also calling this dystopian novel phone-in. Um, the subtitle is Why This Show Doesn't Have a Sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Well, we could have had one. Um, I'm going <laughs> to talk... We could have... I'm going to talk about um, Daniel crew, Craig. Crew neck sweater. Because Frank has been trailing this for a while. Yes. People said granddad shirt. It wasn't a granddad shirt either. Because people criticised him. time, my opinion. Carry on. People criticised him. They said he looks a bit a bit square. They said uh, drunk supply teacher I mentioned earlier he was mm. compared yeah, to. Didn't like that. What these people don't understand is that Daniel Craig was the most fashionable one of the bunch yeah. up there on that stage. Can Tell I tell us. you why? Because he was embracing something called normcore, which is a fashion trend. What's it called? Normcore. Normcore, like hardcore, but normal. It's called normcore. Oh, okay. And what it's about, you know, people. For example, what it's about is anti statement, anti fashion. So it's about just regular clothes. People in Silicon Valley, so like Bill Gates, he wears normcore. Gino's in a crew neck. It's very Hoxton, it's very now. terrible, though, don't you? Okay. Okay. So that's what it is. He was just looking fashionable. Okay. Well, I'm I'm wearing knitwear today, and, and you know, I, I I generally eschew knitwear. You do. Can I just say I thought you were looking a bit normcore this morning? Yeah, and only <laughs> only a week since teasing my jumper uh, quite, quite yes. a lot on this show, well, and then suddenly we've got two major players in the world's media: Frank Skinner and Daniel Craig, uh, uh, yes. up in sweaters. <laughs> in normcore. I'm not but, saying that I'm the trendsetter here, but you guys do the math. Yeah. No, but can can I tell you, I, I it's not that I'm anti knitwear, but as you know, what I hate about knitwear is you get as soon as it's when you first get it, it's lovely. I only mm-hmm. bought this on, um, I think it was on Monday, right? So it hasn't been washed yet, so it's lovely. As soon as it's washed, it'll never be the same again. Yeah. I'll just get the PR to send you another one. Such <laughs> is my. I paid for this. Yes. <laughs> Chew that over. <laughs> wow. I um, Christmas. But I'm actually um, meeting uh, an artist this afternoon. Oh. She's going to take some photographs as a study. She's going to... Going to take some photographs? Yeah, she's going to paint me in oils, maybe acrylics, 
Uh, and I just and I thought I'd want what I want to preserve is knitwear before it's been washed. <laughs> oh, that's that a deserves good idea. an oil painting. Yeah, I so like that look on you. Can I say I think you look one of the nicest you've ever looked? I uh, thank you. You I can like say that. I don't know if you can say it grammatically, but you can certainly <laughs> say it emotionally. No, but Frank, you honestly that look really suits you. We thank can't you. Talk about Frank's look too much on the radio. It seems like it's excluding the the readership. I you've I like, changed. I like the idea of. Um, I think I look better in the imagination. Of da- of Daniel Craig turning up in the sweater. I think that they should employ a bit more knitwear in the actual Bond movie. I think he, he never wears a sweater, does he? I can't remember. I, I think of him only patches. in Speedos. People, people <laughs> fear you? the new and the unfamiliar. This is always the way with fashion. You'll come round. But the unfamiliar, the jumper. They could have a bit no, but it's the unfamiliar for him. that sort of event. Anyway, he did, I, I thought he just looked like he hadn't tried too much. Which is always a good way to look if oh, you're that big a star. Yeah, exactly. Mm, exactly. Mm, little tip there for anyone. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening, Naomi. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Wouldn't it be nice if Bond himself wore the knitwear? Because then you could have like some of the gadgets matching up, like Q could yeah. say, like, here's your Aston Martin, and if you press this button, a lint roller will come out. Oh, <laughs> that'd be good. Or like one of oh, those I love a lint roller. Remington Fuzzerway just locked in the door. Wow, I forgot about those. Everyone's forgotten the Remington Fuzzerway. If anyone knows me, that's what I'd like for Christmas. A Remington Fuzzerway? Oh. Am I giving it too much press now? Um, a lint roller. Okay. They're, they're cheap. Lovely. And I love them. And if they know me, I'd oh, like uh, the Ronco record vacuum <laughs> for getting fluff off the records. Really? What do you want, Al? Um, I'd like Zamyatin's Wii, please. Okay, you, uh, I'll get a, get you a bottle of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to, didn't you? Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Of course, there's no dench in this film. No. Oh, so I love I a dench. I feel like I'd enjoy it now. Yeah. Oh, she, Frank. You know she you was, that? Do you remember when I was being photographed outside the Ivy restaurant? She arrived and oh, said, I think I, you've I, misinterpreted this. I what thought this place was for celebrities. <gasps> I don't think she meant that. Well. She's got a point in fairness. Well. I don't, well, I don't rate her that highly, but... Um, oh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't question her abilities. Oh, well, I do. I do. Anyway, that's, they got Rafe. Fines. What about? Um, are you familiar with the work of Daniel Dyer? Can I just say with Rafe Fines? <laughs> yeah. What? I, in in contrast to Danny Dyer, I'm glad they haven't Daniel. got. Daniel. Yeah, sorry. I'm doing an Andrew Cole with him. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> Ra- Rafe Fines. Um, I'm glad because he's going to be another male in there that they haven't gone for the um, the alpha male with him. Mm. No, They've gone for the alpha male. Oh, look, I'm glad you got that in. No, we've worked Ralph it out. Ralph Rife. We've worked R- it out. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't take that much working out. Yeah. So proud of his joke. It was fine, wasn't it? it was fine. No, I know, but I could see the tension on his face that he thought, what if I don't get this joke in? And I'm so proud yeah. of it. Oh, get it in. You're kidding me. I've stopped the whole damn show. <laughs> <laughs> For the Alpha Alpha joke. That's, anyway, that's why this runs perpetually. It's like a soap opera because Frank's got so many jokes that he still has to get. You say it runs perpetually, but who knows? Eh? Oh, don't After say that. Today, <laughs> when the boss is here, the dystopian novel <laughs> texting. What if when that gets back to HQ, what is this? Sorry, carry on. So Daniel Dyer, yes, the actor, yes, he. From EastEnders. 
Yes, from yeah. EastEnders. Yeah. Well, well, you see, that's the East from EastEnders now, but he was one of those sort of football factory young mm. Brit film, he wasn't was. he? He was. And then he went EastEnders. We've all got mortgages to pay, except for Frank, apparently. <laughs> um, he has said he thinks he could play Sherlock. Yes. <laughs> he said it's about being intelligent rather than posh, which I think is true yep. to a degree. Mm-hmm. He also mm-hmm. said in this country he has the utmost respect, but if he walked into a pub, he'd get annihilated by geezers. That was about Benedict, wasn't yes, it? Yes, about, about Benedict. Yeah. Well, that, there may be something in that. Yeah. yeah. But um, the whole—I don't think he is a, hes not a geezer, Sherlock Holmes. You'd have to change it. Yeah. Around yeah. a bit. Yeah, you I take his point. As I've said to you before, I can never play the Doctor in Doctor Who because they just couldn't have one with my accent. They'll go Scottish. I love that he thinks that's the only reason. <laughs> I know, I know. That he couldn't the play fact the that doctor. I can't act has got nothing to do with it. It's um, oh, it's because of the accent. That's what his agent told him. No, but it's 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 true that if you know if you if you've got RP pronunciation, it's definitely an advantage in acting. I well, don't agree with that. Definitely. What, really? You think Danny Dyer as Sherlock's going to work? Where Sherlock's turning to Watson and going, "It's all going to come on top." I <laughs> just don't think it's going to happen. You want to get involved, mate? You want to get involved, pal? Yeah, the penultimate scene. I think I've cracked it. <laughs> you see? It's not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, I are this pipe. I'm getting sick of this pipe. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's. That's why. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Glad that we've had a some, somewhat literary feel to today's show. I'm uh, I'm pleased by that because I've got to pick your brains. I think you may both be the sort of people that I can ask questions to. On uh, mm-hmm. I did. Here's the thing. I uh, we all love a freebie. I know you ask people not to send stuff, but when that beard oil company sent me some beard oil last week, I loved it. It was great. Did you use it? Yeah, I've used it. It's nice. Oh, I missed that. Did it's you nice. get a freebie? Yeah, I got a free. Oh, bit that's of beard addressed oils. to me. So I had a pass. I thought how excited <laughs> oh. I opened it. It's beard oil for the cockerel. Anyway, reasonably recently, I did a, I did a little gig for um, stationary people. I don't mean there is that still. Was it a corporate? No. Yeah, it was a corporate for stationary people. Like they worked in stationary. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I had love stationery. So do, do you? I. Well, it, you would have liked this. Not only did I get to give Stabilo, you know Stabilo, the people. Oh, I that know make Stabilo. Pens, I gave them an award, and when they were. Is that what Harry Hanfield used to? With the <laughs> <laughs> I gave them a reward, and as they were walking back to their seat, I said, "Oh, that was the highlight of the evening." You know what? I love some local material. Bit of fun. Bit of fun. Yeah, excellent. Um, anyway, I said to the woman that was uh, booking the gig, "I went, oh, I could do with a notebook." You and didn't. Then, yeah, that's I embarrassing. <laughs> Frank, he's so, begging for books. I know. Begging she, for notebooks. Hey, here's the thing. She gave me five nice pens that I'm really enjoying using, oh. and five little. Um, <laughs> Little red notebooks. Well, right? I'm starting to think that was a good idea. <laughs> but the uh, the red notebook. Oh, I love a notebook. Little I notebooks. love seeing Frank reevaluating the whole yeah. situation suddenly. And I don't need just the potential of a notebook is so exciting. Five, you, could, you, you might write your Magnus oh, Magnum Opus in well, it. Well, I've been Magnus, using it. To Magnus, write Magnus, 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 Magnus. I've been using it to write a little journal because when I first opened it, I was thinking, oh, oh, right, oh that's what, I'll so use cute. Maybe I'll use it to write some material. And then I saw like a date box on the left hand column. And I thought, I'll have a crack at a journal. Good idea. It's been very inconsistent, Frank. I think you've got to hit it more frequently than I have. Well, I do one every day, as you know. Every day? Every day. Every Every day day. I write the book. (laughs) And can I ask what time? Chapter one. 
What time? Generally last thing at night. Yeah, see, I've been doing it quite often on a morning when I've been getting the train I've home. I've heard that. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been almost I don't, like a... What do you, you know these journals? Up. I have such... I have the utmost respect for you beginning this. I have the utmost respect for Frank, who's done it for many years. Thank you, darling. What I would say <laughs> is... This is a weird <laughs> section of the show. It's <laughs> utterly pointless, me oh. doing this, because the only reason I would ever write a journal is just to document deeply unpleasant things I have to say about those who've wronged me. Well, that's all right. <laughs> they, they have many, you know, my father's house has many mansions. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, it would just be vitriol about people, though. And what if someone found it? Yeah, I do wonder who the uh, audience is for it. Am I writing it for people to read it after I've perished? Or oh, am God, I yeah. It? Is that, is that <laughs> we always ideal? have to risk that. <laughs> At least your family will read it, I would have thought. If you die suddenly, oh, they'll, be, they'll be on that, like, vultures. <laughs> <laughs> They will, though, wouldn't they? will be looking for... <laughs> yeah, they'll be looking for interesting stuff. See where you put actually... the money they haven't been spending all these years. Actually, they'll... <laughs> they'll be looking for interesting stuff and they'll find me writing about how disappointing dressing rooms are. I mean, nine t nine times out of ten, that is what the journal is about. This is meant to be a dressing room, but, but it's you, only for dressing. There's no you document everything. I mean, would you can't say document everything? To the theatre to watch. I mean, that's the yeah. Bit that I, I do can't. do that, oh, and I'll don't. write a little review. You don't, and do I'll you? say, you know, and I I bumped into, and then it'll be, you know, some uh, Patrick Cargill or something like that. Really, I'll put in brackets, father, dear father, in case the people who read it after I'm dead don't know who he is. <laughs> Can I, at the risk of sounding an egomaniac, am I in the journal? Oh, yeah, you're in it quite a lot. Oh, can I read it? Definitely not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, whenever I read back through it, I just, all, I, all I've learned from reading back through it is that I'm ill every day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Who wants to read that? This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Go for more consistency on the journal. I keep writing it on trains after periods of being away working, and then I think, oh, I've got that notebook. I should have a little go on that. But I'm sometimes I'm beginning it with, oh, I haven't written anything in this book for ten days, and there's too much to catch up. Then, isn't there? Yeah, you got like, you, you got to get into the habit. There's so permanent chapters, though. There's whole chapters of my life that have been missed. I missed some personal records because I've recently broken a few personal records. I made a six-egg omelette the other day. Six. Wow. Six. He's a world's strongest man. It was to share. Well, was it, was, to share. It, um, was the, the sell-by date that day on half a dozen eggs and you thought <laughs> I might have put them all in one omelette? <laughs> I, I said I'm going to make an omelette. My wife went, oh, I'll have some. And I went, um, how many do you think I should put in then? Because I would normally stop at five because you don't want any bits being too runny. Stop at five? I'd five. stop at one. Oh, I couldn't Double leave. For two people. I couldn't leave one in the box on its own. Oh, couldn't you? Oh, we buy no, more than sixes in our house. What about a nice boiled egg in front of X Factor? I that's a big, that's a big omelette. Big omelette. And then, before that, I'd got out my winter cooks, obviously the weather's turned, go out my winter cook, put my hand in the inside pocket, guess what? Money! Oh, I going to say another notebook. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, before we t t turn on t onto this find, can yeah. I say that on the notebook front, mm. yes. do you remember when you, we all got sent Panini sticker albums yes. for the World oh, Cup? Oh, I've still got mine. And you guys got free notebooks we and did. I didn't get one. And I was quite, I was not. Did you complain on air? <laughs> I, I was, I was... Because I love journal. a notebook. No, mm. well, that was in my journal. Well, you wrote up that. <laughs> it, well, yeah. You did not write that in your journal. I did. <laughs> you are so petty. But also, <laughs> oh, hold on, we're not finished yet. <laughs> I um, 
I spoke to my management company and got them to get in touch with Panini, you and they, did sent, not. they sent me a free notebook separately. <laughs> <laughs> the cost of that phone call, and I bet they biked yeah. it round. Yeah. Um, I don't care, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Brilliant. Anyway, what about that diary I found once um, from about well, from my teenage years, and it only had one entry in it. And what did it say? January the 1st, it said, there can be no true love without the fear of losing. Oh, you sound like a barrel of love. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I wow. I imagine I imagine the hangover I had, though. It's January the 1st. <laughs> <laughs> what about when I used to have a Paddington diary, and I used to write, Dear Paddy? Oh, you used to write it to Paddington? Yeah. I didn't yeah. really understand the concept of a diary. <laughs> no, I've been considering giving it to a person, like, addressing yeah. it. You know, like Anne Frank had, uh, Dear Kitty. I was, I was oh, thinking... Just keep, keep it light, love. Oh, keep yeah, it light. Try and keep it light. <laughs> yeah, I've never read, uh, it's, it's dystopian day. <laughs> on absolute right. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, I've never read Anne Frank's. Is it worth a read? Yeah. Yeah. OK. Pretty important in the history of the world, I, I don't suppose, read you know? books because they're important. Bit of a sad right, ending. Anyway. Put my hand in the winter jacket felt nuts, put my hand in the winter jacket and felt... Sorry, is, that, do you, is it a meal? Does Alan sound like he's in another room? Um, apparently it sounds fine to the listenership. Oh, it does, yeah, OK. Well, that's, that's what, what producers have told me in previous weeks. Yeah, and if you I believe said, that... I don't think I'm getting my no, hand No, but he the gets a... Spe- there's a special thing when he's talking about money, the voice no, from getting too excited. I think it's a, it's, it's a little tremble in the voice. Yeah. So I had that paranoid thing of this could be money or it could be some old receipts from a Tesco's shop or something. Oh, yeah. Pulled it out. Personal record. How much? 25 quid. Shut up. Honestly. <laughs> 25. I mean, who puts 25 on the inside pocket of a coat? I don't know. You do. I left it there for a year. I can't believe you did. Great days, though. Great days. You must have been drunk than you've ever been in your whole life. <laughs> I love finding a 20. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if there had been loads of shrapnel as well, in oh, there, yeah. that's definitely the truth. Oh, that was the thing. When you couldn't pick your trousers up the next morning, there was so much change in them. <laughs> That would have been I a big always giveaway. find uh, a pound and twenty p. Really? They always travel together. I find in the bottom of my handbag, oh. and uh, if I find one piece, they make me vomit. They smell, <laughs> and they're tiny. They are a bit smelly, aren't they? They smell and they're tiny. The joy of the twenty, though, Frank. The folded twenty oh, in a bag. I don't put money in my pocket. What about when me and that, me and a mate when we were about we were about sixteen? We found a wallet with eighty quid in it. You didn't. I mean, this was when 80 quid was 80 quid. Yes. Was this in Birmingham, obviously? It was, yeah. yeah. What happened? Bought a house. Well, we... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Can't believe you said that. Yeah, but it's OK, he's allowed to. Well, the thing is, we couldn't... He's from, where is it, Yorkshire? Yeah. Okay. We couldn't buy anything material. You see, all my mum would have said, hold on, where, where's all yeah. that come from? So I'm afraid we had to drink it. <laughs> And I, th- I often think that had we have handed in that wallet, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have started drinking so furiously, and that a whole dark <laughs> chapter of my life wouldn't have happened. So that's the that was my punishment for my dishonesty. So if you're listening at home, Mark, hand it in. <laughs> if that's right, if that turns out to be right, that there is someone called Mark who found the wallet last night, that'll be a brilliant Darren Brown moment. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Um, we've had a text on 140. I kept a diary for many years throughout my youth, which lasted until I was around 35. Samuel after, Pepys. After children, I decided. Adrian Mole. Th- <laughs> Adrian Charles. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. After children, I decided to throw it in a lake just so my kids would <laughs> never read it. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, it's probably not bad. Hmm. Throw it in a lake? <laughs> 
If you see a bloke, I mean, there must have been, like, it must have been several volumes. Yeah. Probably had it in a black zip-up bag. Mm-hmm. You saw him sliding that into the lake in the early hours. <laughs> oh, so read that. I mm. dive in. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what we haven't discussed this morning. What about that survey? I love a survey. Mm-hmm. Love a oh, survey. Oh, a good survey. This one made my heart sink a little, though. I'm not going to lie. It was about, have you made it? Oh, that survey. Did oh, you, that it survey. had revealed the 50 things that proved that you've made it as a human being. Loved it. Can I tell you why I hated it? I thought I'd done all right for myself. Mm-hmm. My car, my crib, my jewels. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I have... You're so street. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing, Frank. I'm a big fat zero. Because oh. I don't have an orchard... You didn't have zero. You didn't have zero. You must. You have didn't score. You must have scored. I didn't have zero. I oh. have forty-eight. I don't. Who has an orchard? Me. You, you have don't. an orchard. An orchard. Yeah. Who are you? The Duke of Westminster. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the Duke of Westminster, and I regularly go skiing. And uh, my children are at public, so that's not true. That no. Have I you got? Okay. Let's just do a random thing. Sit down, mower, Frank Skinner. No. Alan Cochran. No, but I've got AstroTurf, which is better than having a sit-down <laughs> mower, isn't it? <laughs> Fit um, across in the garden. I don't know if really better is right. All right. TV in every room, bit Australian. No. Mm, I've got a few TVs, but not what, certainly not one in every room. But then again, I've got a lot of rooms. Got a, <laughs> I've got a small radio that I take from room to room sometimes. That's a good idea. That's a nice thing. Matching bathrobes? N- no. Kat doesn't even match the belt <laughs> of her bathrobe <laughs> with the rest of the bathrobe. I find that annoying. <laughs> I scored seven. Did you? Out of 50. So 14%, that's not good. That's not made it. And to the outside eye, most people would assume that you have made it. You'd think so. You've you've been famous for a chunk of time. Thank you, Alan. You're in the main chair. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't haven't done the Christmas shopping yet, so you time (laughs) this well. (laughs) But then you've got, you see, no, you're not going to do well on this, Frank, because it's things like member of a tennis club, golf membership. Golf, skiing. I mean, is is it a test of whether you've made it or is it a test of whether you're a very great scoundrel? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I wondered. Wine it's cellar doesn't sound. Wine like... cellar. Yeah. Come on. Can I tell you what this? I think this list. Not alcoholic wine it. cellar. They've confused it with Are You a Top Gear presenter? Yes. yes. That's what this list is. Yes. Home no, gym. I... Home gym. How are you on the home gym? I did all right on home gym. Home gym is sort of very casual millionaire speaking to his chauffeur. <laughs> <laughs> I think the signs that you've I made. I don't it... have a home. You have a home gym. Well, no, I've got. I've got room to do press hubs and I've got, oh, some, well, no, I've yes, got some weights hardly, in the home. Hardly. And I've got one of those big Swiss balls, you know, the big inflatable balls. Yeah, we know those. those. Oh, I've got one of those. There you go. Everybody's got, I've got a Dame Kelly Holmes one. That's a, that's <laughs> a home gym, you've done it. Yeah, but have you got a cricket bat signed by Stuart Broad? I have. I'm that's a sign any, that you've made it. I haven't got any cricket <laughs> I've got, I have got one. I've got sign, one signed by the 2005 Ashes winning team. Top that. You can't. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We're discussing how you know if you've made it on Absolute yes. Radio this morning. Off this list of 50, of which I well, think I've got four or five. Did you? Oh, you've got it. You're, you're, you're hot on my heels. Got a cleaner. Got a pedigree dog. I got about half, <laughs> I reckon. Oh, I haven't got a pedigree dog. Pedigree dogs. Uh, I had a cleaner. Until Daniel Craig <laughs> Hey, that should be a sign that, that you've made That should be it. a sign that you've made it, yeah. <laughs> James Bond stole your cleaner. You've what about if it. you can stand four foot away from a supermodel and still be disheartened by her impoliteness? Have you made it, then? So you're not in awe? Um, oh, yes. Yes. Mm, thanks. <laughs> 2,000 Twitter followers. You've got to have a minimum of. I don't. They're not on Twitter, so that, that blows zero. me up. 
What about this then? Have I made you? This is some have I made? Have <laughs> I made you? I was in a hotel in the north of England, mm. and I ordered um, smoked salmon sandwiches on brown, and the woman bought smoked salmon sandwiches on white. And, what and I say? said, "Well, I did want it on brown." She said, "I'm sorry, I was so starstruck." Oh, it's a very good comeback, and I thought so that's a good comeback and quite flattering. And she said, "Yeah, if you think I'm bad now, you should have seen me when Lawrence Lyle and Bowen moved coming in." <laughs> oh. So I made it? No! So did she have to go and remake the sandwiches after that? She had to go and remake her face. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't. That's did you sign out. Best Love Graham Norton? Uh, <laughs> I didn't sign the sandwiches. I ate the white bread, that's what I did. Have I made it? No. On the subject of the smoked <laughs> salmon, on this list, eating lobster is on the list. It's oh, a sign you made it. Eating yeah, but you've lobster. got to call it lobby, that's what they call it. Does, um... Does lobster bisque count? Because I find that a nice thing. I don't know what that. I, I, you know, I've seen that a lot, but I don't. Oh, that's the, it's just basically uh, lobster soup. I don't nice. eat lobster much, though. Do you? Well, it's a fight, isn't it? What about I an eighty-nine quid turkey? Oh yeah, I've made, oh, it. made it. You've got that <laughs> lovely turkey. I tell you what, what I'm going to come you? to yours on Boxing Day. I've invited what? myself, and uh, I hope there's some leftovers. Oh, I've invited you. I want you to come on uh, Boxing Day. That'd be lovely. Well, what about this then? I um, there is a. Are you familiar mm. with the um? the online game, Doctor Who Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> um, take a wild guess, Frank. No. Hang on, not. let me check my journal. Have you okay. seen me? <laughs> I must read Well, that. it's a popular... You can put it on your iPhone. <laughs> Don't feel you have to carry around an enormous laptop. I'm wearing £300 cashmere. I am not familiar <laughs> with the Doctor Who online game. Yeah, you'd still be rubbish when it's been washed. <laughs> it does look well, heavy, to be fair. Anyway, it's, it's a game featuring uh, the Doctor okay. and various... Um, um, assistants and monsters and stuff, and they're about to add a new character to that Who's to that, that computer game. It's Perkins, the chief engineer of the Orient Shut Express. Shut your face! No so way. I will be a character on a computer, a Doctor Who computer game. Have I made it? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'm amazed that's not on the list. Be a character on Doctor Who Legacy. They missed, a, they missed a trick with that one. Oh, Frank, I'm actually yeah. really happy for you. Oh, on a genuine note, I'm really pleased for you. Oh, I've, ne I've, like never, I've never felt so animated. <laughs> I've never <laughs> felt so animated. No, like indeed. Rogers and Hammerstein song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you're off. We won't see now, Al, till after Christmas. Oh. Merry Christmas, Merry Al. Merry Christmas, guys. We love you. Merry Christmas, Al. And uh, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.